Welcome to another episode of Sawdust Nation Podcast, episode 44. With us today, we have Crafted and NJ. AJ, what's up? Yo, yo. We have MPG Creations sliding in. Hey, hey. Nick for the win. And myself, Josh, for North Country Woodworking. <laughs> you can't make me laugh when I'm trying to say my own name. Anyway, let's hear from those sponsors. We're on 44 already? Wow. Yes, sir. We only have six more until that huge giveaway. That is, and that ladies and gentlemen, he did not use his fingers for that. Well, I didn't use my fingers for 44? <laughs> no, me to count to six. Oh, oh well, anyway, we want to thank Orca Abrasives sponsoring us, and we also would love to give a great big shout out to Total Boat. Thank you so much for all your support. And lastly, but not leastly, I want to thank JTEC Photonics for making this episode possible. Uh, before we go ahead and get started, I want to go ahead and double tap on that issue we just talked about. The 50th episode. What date's that going to be, guys? Ooh, if I remember correctly, I'm going to say June 2nd. It should be about June 2nd-ish. Uh, we should probably We're about the ish. Day. Yeah, anyway, but you don't want to miss it. We're going to have a live event. We're going to have a ton of giveaway stuff. So June 8th. June 8th is the correct date. The world wants to know, AJ, what's going on in your shop? Well, I mean, you would think... That I have flags going on. And you'd be correct. But, you know, this weekend, uh, we're today is Tuesday. I took off Monday and Tuesday of this week because Saturday I started my biggest project to date, which was uh, something for myself. And usually those get pushed pushed to the back burner. But I wanted to redo my deck. Um, When I moved in, the deck was only like a little 10 by 12 deck. And um, I said that I always wanted to redo it because, I mean, it was at least 20 plus years. And uh, the wood was all rotted and whatnot. So, um, you know, a couple screws here and there held it together for at least a good year, year and a half. But um, it was, it's seen its days. So I ripped it apart on Saturday, started rebuilding, added some new uh, joists, uh, put up a ledger on the he- on the um, house, had to pour some concrete. It was, it was a big project that I took on and um, it, I'm still not done with it just because I ran out of supplies. So, um I've been doing that for the past four days, and um, everything else got kind of put on the back burner. Yes, sir. Well, I saw your Instagram post uh, or your lives or whatever you were doing. Not lives, uh, the stories Stories. you were doing. And uh, I just couldn't believe how big your deck was getting. It was was actually impressive. Um, Yeah, it's now um, 10 feet out from the house and then uh, 16 foot wide. So, I mean, I only— a big deck. it is. And, you know, it, I only had to, I only gained like 40 square foot, but when you stand on that, but you, you probably definitely noticed. also gained confidence. I'm just saying. I did. My, <laughs> I, my wooden deck got a lot bigger and, um, I mean, it took a lot of screws too. So, um, hopefully none of them are loose. Go ahead. Did you use star bits? I did. Uh, that's good. I like star bits. They're, they're a lot easier to go in than the, the uh, Phillips. <clears throat> you know, screws. speaking of which, did you ever see this company called Velocity Screws? It looks like they're newer to, to the community. But if you check them out, they have a patented bit and screw that kind of lock together. And, I mean, they, they literally put in a Phillips head screw into a, a stud and just hang the drill from it. And it doesn't fall hmm. but literally they could just pull it right off and it's it's no not magnetic there's no connection that you have to like undo 
It's uh, a redefined Phillips bit and uh, and screws. I definitely want to pick them up and try them out because I'm curious to see how well they work. And because I've always had bad issues with uh, Phillips, you know, you strip them yeah, out. The second they get a little a little too tight, you know, if you're going into the stud, then next thing you know, you're stripping the head out, and now you got a screw that's stuck. So, do you plan on staying in this house? I do. Uh, I, I plan on staying here probably for at least, you know, I mean. I would love to stay here for the rest of my life, you know, because then I wouldn't have to worry about buying another house and seeing what problems that has. But I'm guessing probably another 15 years. Well, my, the reason I ask is because you're, if you're building the deck now, it's probably going to last you that entire time. And by the time you go and sell it, uh, you know, it's going to be somebody else's problem. Mm-hmm. A deck that lasts 15 plus years is, is outstanding, right? Because the oh, wood yeah. and all that. But uh, what I would have done was I would have used a whole bunch of different types of screws, like Phillips, flathead, <laughs> star bits, all that stuff, all oh, over on the same planks, so that when the new customer or the new homeowners would would go and do repairs, they're, they're like, "What was this guy smoking?" And then you could leave a little note underneath in a plastic bag that says, "Ha ha ha, jokes on you." <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, the whole thing was. If you did that, you know my luck that I would have to replace that board that I put all Before those different screws. It, would, it wouldn't be the next board over. It would be that board that I'd have to replace. Yeah. But, you know, I'm hoping that I don't have to do any major repairs to it. Um, I'm going to let the wood dry out because, you know, pressure-treated wood, it's soaking wet when you get it. And then mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to let it dry, and then I'll protect the whole thing. So at least I'll have some kind of protection before it starts rotting out but i mean it looks gorgeous now and uh, i wish it would stay the way it is but pressure treat turns gray silvery you know it gets nasty so definitely have to protect it soon um and then i can't wait to see it all done i just got a few i got the stairs left and another section of railing and then some accent lighting and whatnot so i mean it's coming along i really really enjoy it and you know i had a i had a proud moment it was like uh I, I stood back and actually smiled and, and smirked because I put the last board in and I just held it up like maybe a couple inches, let it fall into place, and it sat so perfectly and it looked so good. I was like, wow, I actually rebuilt the deck and, and made it bigger. You know, I just didn't keep it the same size. So it was a big accomplishment. Definitely uh, got my confidence up. And uh, now I have to get back into the shop and clean up first because it's just a disaster from that project. It's, uh, you know, you take some tools out and then you take more tools and more tools mm-hmm. and you don't put anything back. You just, you just put it on the table oh, and yeah. the table saw. <laughs> Any flat surface. And I will say my bandsaw came in handy because I had to do half laps on the corner posts mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, the, the four by four posts. So, um, I was, I was doing it the, the way that, you know, you do it on the miter saw, you take some chips at it, and then you take a chisel, and then you smooth it out. My father comes over. He goes, why are you doing it like that? Just, you have the bandsaw. And I'm like, yeah, but that's in the garage. I'm working outside. He's like, go use the bandsaw. So literally, I took the miter saw, had it set at the right depth, cut one cut, and brought it into that uh, the bandsaw, and it worked great. That resawing, it was dead straight. I'm so happy I bought that, that bandsaw. <laughs> literally. So um, while in the midst of all this, <clears throat> I sent a few messages to Josh and um, was <laughs> I replayed them for Kim and she was rolling in laughter because of how I sounded. 
<laughs> I was defeated. A flag has defeated me, and I've never felt that way ever. Well, I have a um, a collaboration flag that another maker in uh, next town over had made, and he asked if I could do some more CNC work on it. The customer who he was making it for already had one like this, but wanted it tweaked slightly. But the two badges that I had to engrave on it had to be exactly the same. Okay, no problem. Well, for some reason, I rendered it with a, a 60-degree V-bit, so the RC-1148 from Amana Tools, and um, it rendered great until I uh, hit send and noticed that I was getting these fat lines. It wasn't it wasn't dividing it like the rendering showed. So um, I pretty much ruined it, and I was contemplating on just either remaking one or just telling them here, here's some money and uh, you got to make another one and find somebody else to do it because I, I was done. So with that, send some messages to Josh, him and I are brainstorming, come up with a idea to make a standalone badge and then inlay it into the flag. So I'm going to pocket out my mistake. And it worked out actually really well after I think I made probably five badges and uh, no, I, I did Oh, I had to get that pocket 100% correct because I didn't want to make it too big so that the inlay would slap around. I wanted it to be a nice tight fit. I must have ran <laughs> I, I ran the pocket at .008 offset from the original badge and worked mm-hmm. my way all the way up into .013. So I had a lot of like five-minute passes, and I think I wasted at least an hour on it. Trying to get that pocket 100% perfect, and it came out nice. But how well did it fit? <laughs> well, let's put it this way. That badge was I, – I used a dial in or a micrometer for it, and I got it at I think like 0.27 thickness, so just over a quarter of an inch. And um, the pocket was at 0.26, and let me tell you, it stuck up uh, just a hair problem was I wanted to go a little bit deeper, but as Josh just mentioned, that badge was not coming out at all. It, it got so wedged in there that I don't have any glue behind it, no nails, no nothing. It's literally sitting in there just by tension. And then I messaged Josh again and said, should I drill a hole in the back so I could push the badge out to get glue? And his thing was, if it's stuck and it doesn't come out, if you shake it or tap on it, you're good. So that's what I'm doing. I'm leaving it. The other badge I think I'm going to have to uh, glue in because it's going to be a little bit sloppier. Can you reach it from the back? No, there's there's no way. That's why I was going to drill a hole in the back of the flag right behind the badge so I could like push it out. But well, I'm just saying, can you you can get behind the flag, right? Oh, if yeah, you yeah, pin yeah. nailed it, if you pin nailed it a few times from the backside, it might like I'm not saying that it's going to come out. I'm just saying that Wood likes to play funny games when it gets moist or or <laughs> let me, you know what i mean let me, put it, let me put it to you this way i'd go to pin nail it the pin nail would go out through the front and then ruin the whole badge or it would crack it in half and i don't well, have either a, way i think I, you're gonna be good i mean it's if it's in there uh it's gonna be hanging on the wall it's not yeah. gonna be going through a lot of it's gonna be inside you know in a living room or office it's gonna be temperature controlled um wood movement might happen but it's not gonna happen to such an extreme and, and the other thing that I'm kind of hoping for is once he clears it, that the clear is going to kind of bond it to the actual flag because it's actually raised up a, a just a hair. So it has a very small ledge. 
So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that once he clears it, it's going to kind of just meld to it and hold it all together. I mean, I can't see it coming out unless for some reason the flag itself expands and my my badge shrinks, which could happen, I guess. But um, it actually came out really well. So after we record tonight, I have to finish the second badge, which I already did the pocket for. And uh, hopefully everything comes out good. How did the second pocket turn out? Um, good. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, I, I pocketed it so well that the second badge almost went in. Now, here's the key word, almost. If I, if I forced it, I think I could have went in. But I said, let me run another offset pass. And here's the thing. I want it to be done quicker, so I'm going to up my feeds and speeds. Wouldn't hurt, right? I didn't up it much. Well, I'm in the other room and I'm listening and I'm like, it sounds like it's taking a lot more material off than I really wanted it to. And um, I hear it again and I'm like, that's strange. I'm only going like 0.003 extra. So I'm going, it's too much. Look at it. And of course the flag moved because the clamps loosened up. And now I have an uh, oblonged pocket. So now I have to now remake it. And remake the pocket so it's larger to kind of hide it and make a larger badge. It's a whole long process. I really didn't I didn't post anything about it because I was just so overwhelmed with it. But luckily I had Josh who threw some ideas my way and it actually worked out. Sounds like so, one giant pain in the rear. Let me tell you, I've been dealing with this for a good week at this point between trying to get the rendering 100% because I have to mimic exactly what's uh, on her original flag. And um, then between the carve not going well, now trying to pocket it, now trying to make a standalone badge, I should have just rendered it with one of those fine tip. I think I just picked up the, I don't remember exactly which one it was, but it was a 15 15. degree. Yeah. 15 degree engraving bit, which worked out perfect. I should have done that in the beginning. Don't know why I didn't, but lessons learned. Let me put it that way. I hear you. You You have a question, Josh. I do. Do you have any idea why the uh, first engraving and the flag didn't work? Do you have any, you know, like... Did, because uh, I used the wrong mind? bit. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I went down, I used the wrong bit, and I put too much uh, depth on it. I was going, which I thought was nothing, I went 0.05. So... To me, 0.05 sounds like absolutely nothing. It sounds like it's just going to scrape the surface. But I quickly learned that a 60-degree V-bit and 0.05 is just like running a V-bit like normal. I mean, I had nothing left. So uh, I really need to stick to those um, engraving bits if I'm going to do anything intricate and small. Mm -hmm. Those are my go-to. Now, you can use a V-bit, like the 90-degree or 60-degree, but you have to go to, like, point oh oh or point zero zero one, Yeah. Or, you know, or 2, and uh, you can use them like that. They're going to end up almost being, like, the engraving bit that you end up using. Um, mm-hmm. It's just with the 15, you can go a little bit deeper and, uh, you know, get a little contrast in the carve yeah. more so than you can get with, you know, using the V-bit as, you know, as a little shell pass, scraping yeah. the paint, essentially. Pretty much. I mean, that's exactly what the 15-degree bit did. It did take out material, but, you know, not terrible, um, a terrible amount. But, I mean, both badges, they turned out great. Um, I was actually able to match the stain that he uses with black spray paint. 
because he uses a stain that's um, it's I think he said it was a Minwax, but it was a custom mix and it's flat. But I've never seen flat stain, so I was like, okay, well, what can I try? And I have flat black paint, so I carved it out. And I mean, you'd never know. And I'm hoping that when he clears it, everything's going to look all nicey nice, and it's going to work out. So right after we record, I'm going to finish that flag. Hopefully, I don't screw it up. I made sure my clamps. I actually added two more clamps after I did this, the fix pocket. Mm-hmm. On the second badge, I added extra clamps and made sure they were all tight. And I kept checking during the carve that they were all tight. I was like a madman. I had to make sure. So now you have uh, an aluminum bed. So what kind of clamps are you using? Um, ooh, I just picked up some of those T-Track clamps that I bought on Amazon. It was like a four, two-pack. I think Powertech makes them. And then also I have the Rockler ones that are made for the CNC that are plastic instead of aluminum mm-hmm. because uh, I ran a – eighth inch bit into my uh aluminum ones and let me just tell you it did it it didn't like it, it i used to listen like to Tupac. Other. just saying is it that episode it is <laughs> but anyway yeah. enough of me ranting and raving on that flag so i'm hoping that it's going to be done and if it is and i don't just sell everything in my shop everyone will see the finished flag on so dollar here. with that yeah you still have that dollar you have a frame too i do right unless nick gives me five i'll I'll ship it all down to Texas. You framed a dollar? He framed a dollar and said- Do you not he, listen to the podcast? <laughs> no. I mean, I did, but it's been like, we've been around for almost a year now, man. I can't remember everything. That dollar <laughs> is encased, or that dollar is for whenever I give up, I told Josh that I'm just going to sell him my whole shop for a dollar. And so he has one on standby. Uh, that was a thumbs up, everybody. That was a that was a verbal thumbs up. That was a verbal thumbs up. Yes. So anyway, with that, Nick, I need to know how the big state of Texas is treating yourself. Well, I love Texas. It's a lone star state. Skies at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. Anyway, uh yeah, my saw stop, I got word oh, yeah. is shipping tomorrow from the wow. from the warehouse. Yeah. Where yeah. is this warehouse? I don't know. It's stateside. Let's put it that China. way. It's in the United China. States. So, um, but it should be here the first week in <clears throat> May. Nice. So once it comes in, I'm gonna shoot up to the Woodcraft, pick up the old saw stop, and it, like it comes in a few different boxes. Bring it home. I got a friend meeting me at the house. He's gonna help me unload it. Then I'm gonna help. Him load my current yep. saw stop or current saw, which is a Delta T seven twenty five or something like that. I'm gonna load that in the back of his truck, and voila! I gotta put. Obviously, I'm gonna have to put it together, which is gonna be a. I'm gonna have to find some time because I really don't have any time right now. But um, this past week, we, what's that? You could always make time for yeah, a saw yeah. stop. Well, you know, I yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Um, but this past week we had the Alamo City Makers Meetup, which was uh, fantastic. Over thirty-five people showed up. There was uh, hot dogs and and beer. Uh, Woodcraft in San Antonio was very gracious in providing the venue and the food and the beverages. They uh, they charged a dollar for their raffle, which was for the walnut uh, slab, and. Uh, 
the money that they uh, they accrued from that raffle was donated to to charity. I'm not exactly sure which charity it was, but uh, it was to a good cause. And then our giveaway that we sponsored, because we sponsored a giveaway for this event, uh, was a epoxy mold for coasters or a um, charcuterie board. Um, and that went to a nice gentleman down there uh, at the Woodcraft as well. Uh, not uh, an employee, but uh, one of the one of the makers that showed up. So I like that mold behind you, man. It looks great. <laughs> <laughs> hanging on the wall. That's right. So anyway, um, it was all in all a great turnout. Everybody got a chance to network, and that's what it was for, just so everybody could get a chance to meet each other, especially in this this particular time when COVID's kind of winding down, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. People are getting vaccinated, and it's okay to 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 meet other people. Um, it was a great time, and hopefully, I get to work with Woodcraft again, and we get to work with Woodcraft, all three of us, in uh, nice. some capacity, uh, because I know that they they expressed interest in doing this this sort of thing again. So, hold on one second. Sorry, guys, that was my my youngest. He just peed on the floor. So, anyway, um, I'll clean that up here in a little bit. But uh, what else is going on in my shop? I picked up an Incra box joint jig today. Um, spill in aisle four. Yeah, spill, spill in, in aisle, aisle four. four. Are we keeping this? Yeah, yes. I don't care. But uh, so I, I mean, it happens. The the wife's at work, and I'm watching both boys. Hey, he got so excited that your saw stops coming, he couldn't control himself. Yeah, well, I mean, it happens. So, but uh, yeah, I I taught him everything he knows. I taught him everything he knows. (laughs) So we told him, nah, funny story. We told him not to pee in the pool, right? He's we've got a little kid pool that blows up. So what does he do? He stands at the edge of the pool, drops trowel, (laughs) and pees outside the pool. I'm like, dude, we have bathrooms. Come on, man. Listen to a T, man. I know, right? So I can't be too mad at him, but um. Yeah, I got an Incra box joint jig. Uh, that will pretty much replace my Porter Cable dovetail jig slash box jig. And the only reason is I don't do a lot of dovetails, mm-hmm. but I do. Um, I do like to to make a nice a nice box every now and then. So um, that's pretty easy to use. I set that up this week. I'm gonna have to readjust it once I get the new table saw, though. But the cool thing is you can not only use it with your table saw, but you can go ahead and use it with your uh, your router table as well. So it, you can adjust it for both. I was going I was going to ask you what the difference was. Yeah, it's it's a it's actually a pretty ingenious design. Uh, it's very well well built. I mean, you have to assemble it, but if you follow the the video, they they included a a disc like a CD. Uh, wow. Excuse me, a DVD. They included with the actual jig, and you can go a floppy disk. (laughs) It was laser disk, stack of floppies. Yeah, and they had um, uh, all the instructions on that disk, and you can even go to the YouTube's and and just go or YouTube it, and you'll it'll come up, and you can watch it that way. Um, Other than that, I purchased a after last week's meeting, and you guys were talking about the thirty degree. 30 degree router bit that you're using for etching your, yeah. your wood. I was like, yeah, what the heck? I went ahead and pulled the trigger, uh, spent like 30 bones, and every. 
everything Amazon here shows up the next day, which is pretty awesome. So I had it the next day. I uh, immediately put it to work, and it worked like a dream. I didn't have to worry mm-hmm. about blowout. Uh, I didn't have to worry about my depth so much, and yep. it doesn't take as long as the 22-degree V-bit that I have that looks like a, like a syringe. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's all I got going on in my show. Oh, I, I, I did forget. I, I'm working on this giant shadow box right now. Um, it's got lights on the inside of it, and it, it's in the shape of a, a Air Force Master Sergeant Chevron. If you check out the Instagram, I've got a couple photos. It's in progress. It'll be done before Friday, and I'll be sending it out Friday to the customer, and hopefully it won't get destroyed on hopefully. en route. So, But that's all I got going on in my shop at the moment. I'm, I'm pretty much caught up on orders. Josh. What about you, man? What's going on in your shop? Well, a lot. Um, I have like 10, 11, maybe 12 orders going at the same time. So I'm a little bit busy. Um, I did get word the mallet I shipped to Africa arrived safe and sound. Now, I did do the two-box technique, and uh, he said the first box looked pretty bad, but the second box is perfect. So, Yeah, there you go, man. I told (laughs) you, man. They like to play soccer a lot over there with our mail. So, (laughs) But... uh, yeah, I was happy that he finally got that down there. It didn't take as long as I thought it was going to. Um, I think it was like maybe two, three weeks. Yeah, it was there. So. Who who um who was the carrier? Um, I sent it to USPS. It went so wow. it went to an APO, right? Yeah, it went to APO. So, so then it goes to another carrier, and then yeah, once okay. it goes to once it gets to the hub, which I believe is in Djibouti, because that's mm-hmm. on the Horn. Um. No, I'm being serious. No, yeah, because no. it, it they'll go ahead and either a air it in like like mill air it into wherever it's going, or b they'll contract it out to um, vetted. And I do say that with air quotes, vetted uh, carriers in the in the region. And uh, those are the guys that like to. You ever see those horror stories of people throwing your mail across a room into a truck? Yeah, yeah that that's the horror stories that. I've seen it firsthand. So, wow. yeah. Anyway, Josh. anywho. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was nice uh, getting that there. But yeah, I have, let's see. Uh, I did my first box in the CNC. Um, I was doing a small six by six by six, and I broke a bit. Um, I've only, I don't think I've ever done that other than when it dived into my bed uh, that one time. <laughs> You're breaking a lot and of bits, man. No, it's only it's only my second one. I thought it was a third one, like in three weeks. No, I'm only at know. one. Well, no, dude, um, go ahead. I don't know if I had a dollar for every bit I broke, I'd probably be a rich man. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't because you saved that money. But um, no, I broke one when uh, my z-axis went nuts and dived into the bed, which I know now with. You know, causes that, but uh, um, this I honestly don't know. I wasn't going aggressive. I wasn't going fast. In fact, uh, I wrote into tools today saying, "Hey, you know, <laughs> what happened here?" And they said, "Hey, with your feeds and speeds, I sent it to them, and they sent me back their feeds and speed recommendation." And it's like uh, maybe two, three times what I was running. So I still don't quite understand, like, why it would have broke. 
what bit and what wood? Um, I'm gonna have to pull that up real quick. It was just plywood. It was like a uh, half inch plywood and uh, some scrap I had laying around. And as far as the bit goes, um, I'm trying to pull up that conversation because it's in there. I just got to get to it. But uh, it was a compression bit that I was I use typically to cut out, you know, my projects. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times I won't go all the way. I'll go three quarters of the way and then I'll go ahead, use the bandsaw, cut it out, and then yep. use a flush trim bit on my router table to finish the job. But uh, this, I was actually, I just flattened the bed. So that's one thing I did get done. I flattened my bed again on my CNC and I sealed it. It was completely flat. And I'm like, a good way to test this out is, you know, do this pre-cut for the box because I have to do two larger ones and I want to see how well this works, how well they fit together, everything like that. So going back to the bit, um, the bit was a 46155-K. Now, uh, I bought that bit for that exact purpose to cut out. Items, plywood, hardwood, yep. you know, softwood when I do use it. And uh, I, it broke in three. Like, I didn't see it break. So I don't actually know, like, what happened. Um, but when I came back, you know, I, I could s- see where it stopped and kind of, like, zigzagged out. And then, like, it just stopped carving. It was air carving. And there was three pieces. Just one piece was laying to the side. The other piece I still haven't found. And, uh, you know, the bit that was still in the, uh, router, but, uh, yeah, it, it was, I was kind of upset about it. Cause I just got, that was the last bit I bought. Yeah. <laughs> like there was not enough mileage on it for it to, uh, broke, but anywho, um, you know, what are you going to do? Um, apparently I wasn't running it nearly fast enough, which I, I'm sure probably helps with cutting, but, uh. I mean, I think if you ratio proportioned the stuff I was running versus what they, I think would have been fine. I, I don't well, see an issue. With even it. your, I just looked back at your conversation. I mean, you're doing 30 inches uh, a minute and uh, at 0.028 depth per pass. You're really less bad. than, no, I mean, you're less than what they want. They want an eighth yeah. inch. And they wanted me to go 150 inches per minute at an eighth per pass. I don't understand how that, like, if anything, you're preserving the bit longer, but. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote back saying my CDs, my CNC would explode because I don't think the X-Carp could handle that. Um, he hasn't replied to me. Um, I don't know if they will, but um, it, it was just one of those things where I was like, you know what? It happens. It could have been anything. It could have been uh, a fracture in the bit. It could have been anything. So. Um, in true nature, I went and bought a different compression bit. Actually, AJ turned me on to uh, a, a flattened compression bit, I think it no, is. No, no compression. It's just a, a flat. No, I asked you about two different bits. I asked you about a compression bit and a um, flattened. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I bought two bits. Um, I can look up the numbers for you, but uh, long story short, got two bits coming in, one to replace the one that broke and one to – Help um, carving flat or signs and whatnot because when I was doing some of the signs earlier in the week, um, I didn't get a really good surface um, with what the bit I was using, which was a downcut bit because yep. of the flutes. But uh, 
Yeah, that's the CNC story there. But going on, um, after that, I used the down cut bit that originally. Oh, Nick, what's up? Sorry, man. I just, at least you got, at least they responded to your message and didn't leave you in the lurch like Freud when I, I messaged them about the same thing. I'm not mentioning any names or wait. Oops. <laughs> you want but to put anyway. them down as companies mentioned? No, <laughs> I, I, I straight up, like, I mentioned. I like kids uh, today, though. Well, yeah, they got good customer service, but I mess. Uh, I emailed uh, or excuse me, DM'd uh, said company on a bit that was brand new that snapped, uh, and I gave them feeds and speeds and everything. And I was like, "Is is this like is you know is this maybe a bad lot or was there yeah. a problem with you know do you have you had this problem before? What's going on because." You know, I'm spending money on these bits just like Josh is, and yeah, yeah, I can't afford to just keep throwing money down the drain and crickets. So, more power Jeez. to you, brother. I'm, I'm, I go with tools today now because I, I, I deal with their the Spectra bits just like you. So you have to. I mean, they're good bits. They're great customer service. I mean, they they definitely get back to you, mm-hmm. um, and the shipping is extremely fast i know i'm i'm lucky enough that they're only like right across the border in new york so i get them if i order it midday i'll get it the next day which is really really nice and i'm guessing uh nick will probably get it within a day or two yeah i i anything yeah, i, I order off tomorrow. amazon i get i get within a day and if you if it's fulfilled by tools today then it's <laughs> definitely yeah Good they're stuff. really fast impressively yeah, fast they are. um but yeah, so that's my CNC, my CNC story. Um, but I use that uh, same system to basically carve out two larger boxes. I will be bending plywood for the first time. Um, nice. How you doing yeah, that? Uh, multiple cuts, and then uh, down to the veneer know, or whatever. Pretty much, and then doing that. Um, it's something that I didn't necessarily have to do because the customer was like, "I don't care. Do a flat top if you want to on the box." But the original box she gave me has like a nice, you know, curve to it. And it's not so severe where I have to go crazy, uh, but it's a nice learning. Uh, I could take the time, I could learn it, and then, you know, it's a new technique I could add to the arsenal. So um, if it doesn't work out, it looks like they'll be flat. It's plain and simple. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'm at least going to try one. I already got the sides uh, done. That router table is so sweet to have. It makes doing things like repeating. Um, I can make one side to that box and then basically take a cutout of a piece of wood similar to size. I put a double-sided piece of tape on there, go, and then I just carve it out. And I did that four times, and I had my sides done. Um, incredibly fast and efficient, which I love in the shop. Nice. Um, yeah, and, and most of the projects I I got to a point where I could start doing at night when it, I can't make much noise. So, you know, I can start finishing up projects throughout the week. Um, out there right now, I have to finish up a cutting board or a charcuterie board, uh, finish up the boxes. I have to finish up uh, painting two, uh, one sign, and then epoxy in one sign. I have to finish up a bench and um, some other stuff out there. But, uh, yeah. And then I got some new stuff in the shop as well. Um, I finally got in my woodpecker uh, router fence that was back ordered. Um, once it came in, it arrived like maybe three days later. 
So pretty stoked about that. Woodpecker. I haven't put a great, it together. A yeah. Great American company out of uh, out of Strongsville, Ohio. They, I know they make the stuff on site. So yeah, they do quality. Oh, it's definitely. Quality. I mean, the box that it came in, it was heavy. I ex- kind of expected it to come together, um, but. It wasn't. So <laughs> funny story. I was actually, uh, it was last night and we're, you know, the show's kind of winding down. I'm like, Hey, it's like Christmas morning. I'm going to go grab the box. I'm going to open it. I'm going to pull it out. I'm going to take a look at it. And I, as I'm pulling it out, it's piece by piece. My wife's like, you're going to put that together tonight. I'm like, no, <laughs> I just wanted to look at it. Are you going to post pictures of it on your Instagram when you have it all set up? Oh yeah. Probably maybe even do a build. Uh, time lapse of it. Ooh, getting yeah, fancy schmancy now. Fancy pants. Anyway, um, and then I was talking to uh, some friends at Merca, and uh, I got a halfway decent deal, and I bought myself a Duros uh, six inch five millimeter, and uh, yeah, that arrived today. It, it, they charged me yesterday, shipped it out, and arrived today. So, nice. Wow. Even faster yeah, than Amazon. Excited. Yes. I actually made the joke of, did you guys drive it down and deliver it to my door personally? Because <laughs> it was that fast. Um, I I got to open the package. I looked in it. I got to hold it in my hands. But uh, I haven't turned it on yet. So we'll, we'll wait until I do that to give a good feedback session on that. But It'll so I'd like to talk moment. about – I'm sorry. Go ahead, AJ. What were you saying? No, no, no. I'd Go like to, to touch on the shipping for – or at least the availability for Merca Sanders, as opposed Ooh, to, yeah. as opposed to Festool. Uh, so at the when I was at the Woodcraft, I was talking to one of the store owners, and he was telling me about how everything on Festool is backed up. Like if you you have to order it, and it's going to take like two months to get it, roughly. Wow! Just because this the whole pandemic has spawned this maker mm-hmm. movement, like revolution and everybody's buying this stuff up and they're even selling floor models now they don't even care you know what i mean they're like like because normally you go in there like can i get the floor model they're like no it's it's a display piece and we, we'll get more in but that's just astounding that you ordered that merca and then the next day it arrived let me caveat that so i actually i talked to the people at merca a week prior and I said, I was interested and I will buy one. I gave him my information and it was on back order. So when they got it in, when they charged my card yesterday, they mailed it out the same day and received it today. Oh, okay. Wow. So, but still I got a week. It. A week's not well, bad yeah. compared to They've like been two back months. Ordered. It, it's been on back order for a while, uh, their whole supply. I just happened to hit it at the right time. Uh, that's, that's, you know, that's pretty, pretty key there. But, you know, so, like, it never fails, though. Now what's going to happen is you're going to see a bunch of Merca Sanders on Facebook Marketplace for sale. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, no lie. As soon as I ordered my saw stop, I saw there was one in, in uh, I think, an hour north of San Antonio. Some guy was selling one, and he was selling it for, like, $600 cheaper, and the thing looked brand spanking new. And he was like, I, I just don't need it. So It's the same as buying a car. You're like, I've never seen this car on the road. You take it out of the lot and you get in line. Yeah, you know, you're right at the first stoplight. Somebody else pulls up next yeah, to you. Yeah, there's a whole <laughs> three lanes of the same car, make, model, color, everything. Yeah, unfortunately, but, that's how it you know, is. 
I will say when I brought it into uh, the wood shop, I, I swear my D wall almost fell off the wall. He was like, <clears throat> "You brought in another sander in." Well, you got What's this. You got filet mignon now, brother. That Dewalt's like ground beef. Yes, no offense to I'll Dewalt, still... but like their sanders. We'll see. What do you mean? We'll see. You want? You... Okay. You have you you've held that Dewalt for a long period of time before, and probably got a numb hand from doing it. Right? I don't know what you mean. I can't eat soup. <laughs> so, so now you got this Merca, and do you do you have the dust extractor for it? I do not. I didn't. I didn't go that far. I will eventually, but uh, as is, I I barely well, got this one through the door without the wood killing me. <laughs> well, so it's meant to work, obviously, with the sandpaper with all the holes in it and stuff. It's it's meant to work in conjunction yeah. with that to clear the dust out so you don't burn through your paper faster. But yeah, the cool part is if even if you hook it up to your your dust collector, like. You can run like a reducer down the hose or whatnot, and it'll still mm-hmm. do a pretty good job of it. It's not going to be like the suction that you would get from one of those the Merca Vax or whatever. But um, the Dewalt, but but the Dewalt's going to shake your your darn hand off if you're holding it for any longer than like fifteen minutes. The Merca and the any of the Festal ones, I guarantee it, you can hold on to them for. For long periods of time, and you won't get that numbness in your hands, or you won't feel like so. It. I wasn't going to go down and get a Merca. I, I I wanted to get a good sander. I've been talking about a good sander for a while, but when I did this table, I sat there and I was sanding, sanding, and sanding, and you know, it gets to the point where you're sitting there and you're like, you know, my wife actually walked out on me when I was. I had my uh, isotunes on. I'm sorry, and bro. I was jamming. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! Never mind. She walked in on you. Yes, when <laughs> I was sanding, jamming out, and I, she's like, "You've been sanding like all day," and I'm like, "Yeah, I have." And I, there's a pile of like you know burnt out sandpaper discs like laying, and I will say, Orca abrasives, their sandpaper is great. But when you're sanding a large area like, you know, a table, you're going to burn through at least one or two. And Especially uh, when you don't have any airflow that you're creating. Yeah. 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 So I mean, like, sometimes I'll, I'll hook it up to the shop vac, but uh, it's a pain because it, it's just a pain. You need a special adapter for that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I jerry-rigged something that works, but it's just – You know, Rafa The shop vac one. is louder than the sander. Well, yeah. <laughs> so – but the Rockler makes an adapter that fits pretty much. It's a one size fits all. Like, yeah, I have those, and it does it, it doesn't stay really or fit the Dewalt. It, yeah, it, it, it doesn't stay. It vibrates out. Oh. Yeah, the Dewalt. It's a weird connection on that back of the Dewalt because they have multiple size uh, ports on it already. They mm-hmm. have like a larger one for the bag, and then they have a reduced one for a hose and. I know that the Festool hose does fit over the reduced one. Um, it will vibrate itself out, but if you jam it in there good enough, it will yeah. stay. Um, I like my Festool that, hose. I, I do too because I don't get shocked by it anymore, which is amazing. That I have still never really got shocked by my tools. See, AJ, I cheaped out and got the ones without the, the anti-shock Oof. coating, and I don't have any problems with it. See, now – 
you were talking about um, Josh, you know, reducing his dust collector down. Now, I did that for sanding because I went, oh, they got a four inch reducer mm-hmm. to a a smaller one. So I hooked up the rigid, uh, like one in some odd, you know, sized hose. 1.25. It, yeah, it's the smaller one, and it worked. But the problem was, I got shocked by that so many times. So. And I wasn't picking up anything. All the dust would actually stay within the hose because you have a four-inch hose going down to this one and one and change. I also hooked it up to my shop vac. Problem with the shop vac, and I learned quick because I always thought, what's the difference between a dust uh, extractor and a shop vac? I mean, they both suck. So it's like <laughs> they're both going to work, right? Not so I much, learned man. quick that the velocity of a shop vac is is a lot higher. So you're going from a two inch or I'm sorry, two and a half inch down to one and a quarter. And what happens is it creates a Venturi effect. And so the dust actually doesn't go into the shop vac as much. Some does, but most of it stayed within the hose. You said when a it's what created, effect? A Venturi. So it's, it's like a hmm, spell that Venturi. Never heard of that before. No, I'm looking it up. It. it creates it's in a turbulence this is one of the laws we had a yeah so, i know what you mean so it creates a turbulence within the hose and what happens is it that turbulence creates the static so okay. every time i would run the shop vac no matter where i was or what i was doing i would get shocked i'd feel my hair getting pulled towards it my shirt would get pulled towards it all the dust would stay within the hose now that i'm using the fest tool Nothing stays in the hose. One and two, I don't get shocked because it is an anti-static hose, which is so beautiful. And the amount of dust that gets picked up off the board that I'm sanding, mm-hmm. because you'll notice complete difference between you know running off your shop vac or whatnot. A lot of it um, stays on the board and does not get sucked up, no matter what paper. I will you're say, using. yeah, that that does. Uh... I eventually I wanted to get an extractor, but they're they're more expensive than the tool. <laughs> so I uh, wish I bought my extractor a year ago. That's how that's how good it is. You can look into a a fine F E I N. They're like they're right up there, man, and they're not as expensive yep. as the Festools. The Festools are no. Don't get me wrong, Festool makes some good stuff, but they are ridiculous for the for the price of that vac. Or that that extract. Yeah, but I mean, like, if I'm a, if I'm gonna spend money on it, I want to I want to get something that's gonna last and is you know. Read your reviews. I'm sure. Too. I'm pretty sure the fines are right up there, like neck and neck with Festool. And then you, you don't think really- about maybe just going uh, with a Merca brand, the, because I mean they are a little bit cheaper and they're equivalent. And I know someone that has both, so I have to yep. speak to them to see what they what they think. I I I definitely when I was looking at the fest tool the merca and then the fine the fine is on the cheaper side the one thing that steered me to the um fest tool overall i can't remember if the fine is also hepa i don't believe it is um but i know merca is the merca and the fest tools are yeah in the end though like are you do you really need the the i know you wear like a face covering and stuff like that josh and you have that air purifier Right. Yeah, um, yeah. I actually just got a brand new mask in from RZ Mask, and uh, it, it works great, especially when I'm sanding and doing all that. But do you need the HEPA filter? Because 
I, and, and there's a reason I say this is because the HEPA filters are way more expensive than the bags for, for these uh, dust extractors. Those bags are expensive. but, but uh, Yeah, but the filters are even more. And you only get like one or two. And the bags you get yeah. like four. So hmm. I don't know. There are definitely uh, a couple of things I still like to upgrade in the shop. Like I definitely like to get a better um, air purifier. And then uh, dust extractor itself, um, but that's I think that's gonna be a next year thing. I you know I, I did get a lot of upgrades this year again. Um, I've been, I was fortunate to have that table saw money come back and able to spread it out and actually upgrade the shop quite a bit. Um, but it's time to use the stuff that I got in, and uh, I <laughs> saying that I also got a um, a leaf blower an electric one. Uh, Black and Decker in to help blow out the shop. Oh yeah, and dude, I, I don't know why I did not get one from the very beginning. Like it, it, it is so much better than what I've been doing. Because you know I try to keep it pretty clean in there. I vacuum up everything I can. But I took that leaf blower in the back left hand corner, and I just. I blew all over my shop back and forth. Dust just went everywhere. I mean, at the entrance of my garage, it looked like, you know, the Sahara Desert during a dust storm. I'm sure my neighbors shop. love me. So <laughs> <laughs> I did it on a uh, very windy day. So hopefully they get all over everyone's vehicles out there. But uh, it was. They're going to be like, man, the pollen's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the kicker here is uh, I resurfaced my um, CNC bed. And when I do that, it's very hard for me to have any kind of dust collection going because of the bit being so large. So I had this all this fine dust on that bed. And I just took that leaf blower and went, and it just like went all outside instantly. And, you know, it, it was nice. Let's just put it that way. Um, I might have played with it a little too long because uh, I started blowing things off the wall and stuff. But you know, well, I was I mean, excited I got it. You got a new toy. You got to at least try and. Oh yeah, I even went. I went outside the garage and was blowing like the. I didn't realize how much dust I blew out until I shut the door and I was on the outside. My door is uh, for the garage is usually white. It was brown because that much dust has settled on top of it. So uh, I have. So you to shut the garage washer. door and blew that off then too. <laughs> no, uh, I'm actually going to use the power washer we got off marketplace for like sixty bucks. Ooh, <laughs> moving on. But up. Uh, yeah, we got a whole bunch of new stuff and marketplace is awesome, man. I got a power washer, electric mower in the last couple of weeks off there, and I I don't think I've spent more than a hundred bucks off those two machines, and they're brand new. So I, I'm telling you. This is a callback to marketplace savvy. It's 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 worth it if you're looking for new stuff, man, or even slightly used stuff. Have somebody else take the depreciation hit as they drive it off the lot, you know, as per se. You know what I mean? And then when they don't, well, I mean, it, they like, sell it for less. Exactly. Like I got the mower from a uh, older man that basically this is what he told me. He goes, he lived in a community. And he's like, they mow our yards for us. The only reason I got this particular uh, lawnmower in electrics was because they would miss spots, one or two spots every time. 
and you go, I'm like, how long have you had it? He goes, oh, just about maybe a year, maybe, you know, a year and a half. So the thing has barely been used. And if anything, it just hit a couple spots that, you know, whatever company that our community was using was missing. So score. Okay. Score. Nice, nice. Well, Josh mentioned that he got a lot of new tools in. And um, I have to know, Nick, have besides the saw stop, I know you talked about the Incra. Was there anything else that was new in your shop? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, just like minor things. Just, I, I got a, I think I mentioned this before, but it's not really a tool, but it holds my laptop up. Uh, it raises it above the CNC bed and oh, nice. keeps it away from where the dust's at. It's like a swivel arm. Uh, so only a tool uses it. Well, yes. But so Josh made one <laughs> and Josh sent me the plans for this thing. And I was doing the math like about, all the plywood I was going to need and the piping and the fixtures and all that stuff for it. And I was like, well, shoot, I can get one on Amazon for like 45 bucks. Why? I mean, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's going to cost me almost twice that to build it myself. So I cheaped out and bought the Amazon one and and have been disappointed. I I ordered new boxes for my, my goods since I'm shipping from uh, Mm -hmm. Uline and wow. They, you know, custom sizes for whatever you make because I make a lot of the same size things over and over again. Um, they're not cheap, but if you factor that price into the the cost, you know, for the customer, uh, you know, pass it along, then it's really not a big deal. It's just, I had like, I think like 75 or 100 of them, and now I don't have to worry about like cutting up old Amazon boxes and building. (laughs) You know, building my own boxes anymore, which was always time consuming. I don't have time for that. I, I you know, it, it takes me a good forty five minutes to to custom make a a handful of boxes for some orders. When all I got to do is just pay three or four dollars a box. I think it's three bucks a box, and boom, it's already this cut to size. You just put yeah, the yeah. the bubble wrap and the the uh, foam or whatever around it. So. That's where I'm. That's my new new stuff in the shop. Qu- wait, question on the boxes. Where'd you get them from? Uh, Uline, U L I N E. Yeah. I think it's dot com. I don't know. I, don't quote me on that. I gotta go ahead and do a quick Googler yeah. search. But it's you Uline dot com. You can search any any size box you want, and I mean, chances are they'll have it. They've. I mean. Besides half inches and stuff like that, so you can do like mine are like twenty four by by twelve or thirteen. I think it's thirteen. Twenty four by thirteen by three. Uh, and if I have to cut them down, I can even cut them down further if I'm shipping something smaller, which I don't really like to do, just because I paid so much for that large box. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, hmm. well, I I just um, right before we started recording, I was looking at uh, stories and I came across Mike over at Veteran Woodco. He was packaging up a piece that he made, and he mentioned that they have these flat pack boxes. So they actually come a flat piece of cardboard with perforations in it so that you can make it different thicknesses. Um, In my case, with the flags, sometimes they're a little bit thicker, sometimes they're a little thinner. And then when I add the bubble wrap and the uh, pipe insulation around it so that it protects all the edges, I have to get this wonky sized box and so i i can never find something that fits perfectly and then i just came across them on his stories and i just looked them up and 
for the price of one box for, I think it's like seven bucks. Uh, that That's not that bad. You know, luckily I, at my job, we get some of the kind of like size boxes, but I still have to cut them down. So it's a lot of wasted time that I, that I put into it. I, I got to tell you, man, there is nothing worse than getting a box in the mail from like you order something and you get a box in the mail that looks like and Tommy boxes. Boy's luggage. I'm just saying oh. <laughs> like <laughs> trash bags wrapped with duct tape, like makeshift padding, all that stuff. It's like, oh, geez. I mean, it doesn't really it doesn't really, you know, emit it, confidence in packaging. I'm just saying. Yeah, so. no. Well, I mean, I hate to even admit this, but the four foot flag. I couldn't find a box that was big enough. I couldn't even find two boxes that I like. I could have put together. Um, so I made my own. Mm-hmm. And let's just say there was a lot of tape involved. I think even some tuck tape was involved. Um, hopes and dreams. And I mean, it made it there, but that box looked like hell. Yeah. I was almost thinking, like, maybe I should slap a sticker on it just so it like kind of <laughs> shows like <laughs> some kind of pride. Like a- Crafted in NJ. Yes. Are they talk about the flag or the, the box? The flag and the Jeez. box. <laughs> no, so no. I, He's a I great flag a, maker. Box maker, not so much. No. Before, you know, I used to think like, like whatever, right? I didn't care. Uh, I would have my Etsy shop, you know, which is still up and running. But it would be the customer gets a a plaque and and a and if it makes it in one piece that's all that matters but i think presentation definitely helps um especially when they go to repeat orders and stuff like that so yeah absolutely it definitely does and the reason why i ask so many questions about like you guys using shippo and like the boxes you're getting is because um i can see the benefit of having a box that fits your you know i've been shipping these mallets out you know it's not a one time deal I'm pretty sure I'll be getting these orders multiple time. In fact, I just just got orders for the two foot mallets for the Arby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two I have to make, and they have four more they want me to make after that. So it's not going away anytime soon. Um, and but then you're you know, shipping them? Uh, not the Arby ones, not the two foot ones, but uh, the one foot ones, the uh, OSI ones. Do you have uh, those in your Etsy Africa. shop? I do not. That's all Man, local orders. Throw them up on that Etsy shop. Like seriously, you make some you make some money off them, boy. I'm telling you. <laughs> Maybe when I can actually uh I don't know if I could take any more orders at the moment. I'm actually thinking about holding off on a couple uh how, just because I have so many right now. How long does it take to make one of those smaller mallets? Well, the smaller mallets don't take that long, especially if I have nothing else going on. I could pretty much get the mallet ready to go. And complete a mount in two days with a laser engraving if that's all I worked on. So I, I know I'm not saying like – so Etsy, you always give a, a, a estimated turnaround time or a yeah. projected turnaround time or at like worst-case scenario. So everything on my page says every it's made to order and it could take up to 21 days before it ships. And I have that written nice. into the. It's written into there, black and white. So Etsy can't ding me for not shipping till the twenty first. You know, after the twenty first day, then they can do whatever they want. But yeah. that gives me the the, especially if I'm slammed with local orders or other orders or whatnot. But I always make sure that Etsy's like priority, just because it's a 
I don't know. My Etsy customers, I got a lot of repeats, you know? No, I hear you. I, I've been getting a lot of repeat customers, especially here. Um, and this is one of those things where I'm trying to manage everything appropriately. Like uh, the, this beginning of May, I have a lot of things that need to be complete or close to being complete. Um, and a lot of them are not that hard. I just have to wait for like the client to get back to me uh, with a photo. Or I got this one whiskey um, – display on a walnut and cherry that I'm doing. And what me and the client came up with is truly one of the most unique pieces I've done. And uh, it's it's just going to look gorgeous. And I'm excited for the guy receiving it because I actually might make one for myself. It's, it's that unique and just beautiful. Um, but going back to clients and expecting a fast turnaround, um I actually ran across something that I haven't really had too much experience with. And it was a client that reached out. They asked me a question. Now, I try to reach back to clients right away or at least in a day or two, depending on my schedule. Because for some reason, they like messaging me like right about now. It's like 930. And uh, I don't feel like you know talking to someone at 930 at night about a possible job. I usually try to wait till the middle of the day when I get to it. And uh, a day went by, and the guy literally wrote back, hello, question mark, explanation, question, you know, like, he was offended I did not get back to him right away. Um, I've been thinking about adding in my, uh, at least my Facebook profile, that this is not a primary, you know, job. So how long did it take you to get back to this guy? Maybe a day, day that's, and a half. That's reasonable. I mean, you... You message, you email any large company, you're lucky if they get back with you in a day. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I don't think it was unreasonable. You know, I really do try to get back to people. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. I've actually even thought about putting something on my profile saying, we give out quotes a certain day. And that way it gives me a basically a week to come up with a quote and then get back to people. Um, yeah. Because I don't usually get the same stuff over and over. The stuff I do, it's great. I know how to do it. I can go do it real quick. Yeah, yeah. But it's all custom stuff. Yeah. You, you, I mean, that's I, – I don't know what the what the issue was, if he thought it was unprofessional or if he was just – had a, a, a thorn in the dude's craw. But uh, you, there's no harm, no foul there, man. If I – it takes me a day to get back to people. I'm just – it takes me a day. I'm sorry. It, just sorry, bro. I have a real, real job, you know. And then I do this. So, well, and that's that's why I kind of I'm trying to think of a way to do like automated response. Like, hey, thank you for reaching out to North Country Woodworking. You know, this is uh, you know my second job. Essentially, we try to get back to you within 24 hours. If we don't, um, you know, expect something soon after. So just maybe I just like automate message, you know, let them know that, you know, we received their message. We, you know, heard them and that, uh, this is a timeline you can kind of expect. So, or just put in my profile, Hey, Saturdays, we give out quotes. Expect you can do that though. <laughs> no, you can do that. I know veteran Woodco does that again with the yep. Mike, Mike does that. I, I've shot him a uh, message on Instagram before I slid into his DMs and I get a message response immediately saying, Hey, you've reached, you know, Vetter Woodco, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got an auto response on there. That's awesome. But I don't know if you have to download something for that or if it's just a way you can set it up on the IG. So I'd, I, you, that's a well, good idea. If yeah. Have, I think uh, it might be a solution. 
if you have what? business suite, um, it's a, it's an app that you can download and it ties your Facebook and your Instagram together so that, cause I wasn't getting my messages from Facebook messenger. I do have they business messaged, suite. Yeah. Yeah. So you can actually put an auto response on there and it will send it for both Instagram and Facebook messenger for your woodworking page. Because like my, my normal page, I, I don't even use it on Facebook, but anything that comes through there doesn't get tied to that. It's just for the linked accounts for it, like any yeah. of your business profiles or anything mm-hmm. like that. And it's nice because it's all in one spot and you can, you can separate your comments. You can separate the messages from Facebook and Instagram. I use that almost entirely. I don't go onto my Facebook page. I every, I have everything pretty much cross posted from Instagram to Facebook. Yep. Um, no offense to the Facebook users out there, but I just, I hate Facebook. Uh, I don't like the interface. I don't like anything about it. Instagram is so easy. It just so easy to do everything. I mean, you respond, you can see what's going on. It feels like Facebook is just overly complicated for no reason. Um, I will say, um, Mike, I, I've been watching his uh, YouTube videos from mm-hmm. Redwood Co. And he does some really good tutorials on um, Aspire. Yeah, he does. And Vetric. Um and, you know, I, I'm trying to learn it as much as I can. And there's some interesting stuff in there that you could do that Easel does not have. Um, so, you know, I think I'm going to start playing around with that and kind of see how that goes. It's just uh, it's a little bit different because uh, I know, AJ, you've never seen this, but when you import something into Easel from like uh, Vetric, mm-hmm. it's completely different looking. Like oh. it, it just shows... It shows basically your carve and toolpath, and then like it's it's a little bit odd looking. It's off putting a little bit, especially when you've been using only easel. Uh-huh. Nick, have you had any experience with uh, importing like a Vetric file into easel? Not yet. No, I'm still no. I'm I'm <laughs> I've got 99 million things going on, brother, and that's <laughs> yeah, my I hear you, man. <laughs> that's my 99 million thing and one to get to. Yeah. So. And besides, I, I'll start doing that when I upgrade my machine. I mean, I'll, I'll start beforehand to, like, messing around with it, trying to get my all my files converted. But until then, I can't I can't afford to just, like, sit down and mess with it because I have orders, you know. So oh, yeah. No, I hear you 100%. But uh, the reason I'm actually doing what I'm doing is because I want to try a 3D carve. Um, I bought a 3D carve off a 3D wave, I think it's called. If it's not, I'll correct it. Uh, but uh, anyway, it's uh, the flight engineer wings, and I really want to carve that because I think it would be a great going away present depending on time, stuff like that for the engineers, at least my squadron and stuff. And it's basically, you know, an STL file. I just have to, you know, I already went into Vetric, imported it, and looked at a rough and then a detail pass. But I have to figure out how I'm going to do it in Easel. I think I have mm-hmm. to do the uh, roughing pass a separate file and then go back and do basically a, a detail. But how to set that up and like how that works is totally new to me. So um, it's just now, a side project I'll never get to. <laughs> why? Just cur- out of curiosity, I know you've been using Easel um, just because it's, it's, I guess, an easier interface to you know work with and you're used to it. Why why aren't you just using Aspire? Well, it's because it's a completely different new uh, interface. I have to learn a new program for like, yep. uh, 
I haven't had a need for it. There hasn't been a point in time where I was like, I can't do this in Easel. I have to do it in Inspire and do it this way. Um, I've been able to do pretty much everything in Easel, but I'm finding that if I want better quality um, uh, signs mm -hmm. and I want to be able to uh, customize those and do everything, I might have to move to a better program, which would be Vedric Aspire. Okay. Um, and that's and plus, you know, the tutorials that he's doing, easy to follow. And it was just something that caught my eye to start learning something that it's been on the back burner, but, you know, I could play it in the background. I, I know the layout. So when he's saying, hey, click on this button, I'm like, oh, I remember that button. Um, but I want to add it to my arsenal because you never know. I've had some questions about doing uh, 3D, you know, face before. And if I could be like, yeah, I could do that, I I would be the only one in at least my area that would be doing it. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just curious. I, you know, like I said, I I know that you're using easel. Um, I was I jumped in when I did the CNC or when I started it. Vetric was the first program and only program I ever used. So uh, I get it because if somebody told me, hey, start using X, Y, and Z, you know, program. I'd be hesitant just because I, I now know one program. So now I don't want to have to relearn a whole new thing. So um, I, I completely understand. I did not know that because um, you started talking about that you're going to do 3D within the, um, within the easel. I did not know that it was maybe even capable of that. I thought it was just strictly 2D. Easel is, no, it, is uh, 2.5D. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can I, import files from Vetric and do that that way. Okay. It's not – so okay. I have a buddy from um, XYZ Millworks. His name's Tim. <laughs> he runs uh, the Vectric program, but he, he does a uh, – from Vectric, he exports it to PicSender, which is another program that runs the gerbil to the um, – or the gerbil, excuse me, to the machine. <laughs> and uh, he – cut easel out completely because i don't know if you've ever looked at easel how it generates its cut paths for one you got to be online online like mm -hmm. uh, have an internet connection which is like if your internet's down you're screwed for two yeah. it, it doesn't make any darn sense you could like I, I don't know who there's must be a guy in a booth somewhere just scribbling all over stuff like developing these cut paths. I don't know. Like just a a little person behind a behind a desk just angry, just like oh, I'm going to really mess this guy up, you know, like and go from I'm going to make sure it takes 3 hours instead of 30 minutes. Right? I so I don't I don't know what algorithm it uses or if there is is an algorithm. That's a big word I just made. I don't know. I, made, I didn't make it up, but I don't really use it a lot. So I'd like to use big words every now and then. But it, it's so counterintuitive to how you would do things, right? You, you ever see like – and then you watch it carve and you're like, oh, it's going to go here next. Nope. It's going to go somewhere else there. and then plunge yeah. into the plunge into the surface. Just like drag a huge gouge through. Like sometimes it does mess up too. So, um, Oh, I know. Uh, anytime I do a surfacing, it always will stop like mid-job. And I have to like start it again. 
and I it has to do with either a bad USB connection or the vibration. Um, but like when I was resurfacing, I wasn't going too deep with it, and That's I was going said. the exact speed I needed to go to get the job done, and it just stopped. It wouldn't go anymore. So I, I you know, I tried again, measured the Z, go at it again, make sure it wasn't going too deep, and not too ever- fast. Have you ever cut something completely out, right? And it goes around, stops at the point of origin, goes up, down, down to the new depth, goes around to the point of origin. The bit will go all the way up and then all the way back down. It's like, why? Just lower the bit a little bit more and go again, you know? I have seen that, and I think it was because I added a new safety height and – it has something to do with that, but I'm not quite sure. Couldn't really speak too much to it. Anyway, I love I love Inventables. I love Easel, but some of the that that's the only issue I have is with that software. Is uh, okay. Well, let's uh, pose this last question, and then we can wrap it up if you guys are good with it. Yeah, Nick AJ, if money was not an issue or space, which CNC would you get? Oh, there's so many, like, this goes beyond if money's no issue, you know, but like right off, right off the nose, I'll, I'll take, I'll take. Okay. Reasonable issue. Something that. All right. So you will probably get in the future. I'll I'll get a Q series step craft machine, four by eight bed and with a vacuum bed, uh, the vacuum pump, all the, you know, the auto bit changing, all that stuff. And then. And then hypothetically already know how to use Vectric. <laughs> <laughs> um, Have Illustrator, you know, graphic design background. Yep. I'll I'll second that. I'll go with the Stepcraft as well. That's that's the one I want. It's so sexy. that was easy. <laughs> I don't know how to I don't know how like you know Avid makes some beautiful CNC machines and there's like, you know, Sa- Shop Saber makes really good ones. Mm-hmm. But Stepcraft's just sexy, man. I don't want to tell you. The Stepcraft is, and um, every time I watch Mike's stories, that thing's just amazing. I mean, he he gives me a good laugh each and every time that I I watch his stories. And did you know his CNC paints as well? I, that's why I yeah, I think I know, need it. Beautiful, like you know, painting would be a thing of the past. I believe didn't it get him lunch one time? Or something like that. I, I don't know about that. I, I think it's his best that, employee, but, uh, right? <laughs> it never talks back to you. Does what it's supposed I'll tell you, to. I'll tell you what. Uh, just a quick G Wiz note, right? If you do, um, if you want to get like a, a line drawing of something that's not digital, but you already have the the vector file, but you want it on like a poster board, you can mm-hmm. attach a sharpie to your spindle. All right. Now you don't mm-hmm. turn the spindle on, but <laughs> you zero it out. All right. You zero it out and you keep oh, everything man. the same consistent depth, that full depth, the entire cut. And it'll actually draw you a picture, assuming your bed's level. Um, it'll draw you that picture that you wanted. So give that that's some food for thought, especially for the you listeners out there who you know, whose kids love Mickey Mouse and all that stuff and you suck at drawing. So <laughs> there's a story here. No, I'm 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 just I've seen it done before, and I've always wanted to try it, and I've never had an opportunity to try it. I always forget that's, about it. That's 
when when I built my milk um, millcraft when I built my millwright, they tell you that there's a sample file. I didn't use any of their programs that they supplied because I was every time I read a um, read a post on it on the Facebook group. Literally every post had an issue. It, it my CNC stopped. It skipped. It did this and that. The program crashed, so I never got to use this file. But I saw a lot of people use the pen method or marker where it draws out their uh, logo. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I just said, screw it. I'm just going to dive into wood. And I, I still never did anything like that. But I saw a few people do that. I was thinking, um, how, if what happens if you turn the, the spindle on? Would the Sharpie stay in? And would it cut? Honestly, would I wouldn't even. Segment. I wouldn't even tape. I would tape it, but I wouldn't even tape it to the, to the collet. You know what I mean? I would, I would tape it no. on the side. So. Yeah, you get more surface on it. But, um, you know, as we were talking, I could technically, in the space I have, I don't know, does the step craft come as, as one piece or you have to put it together? I uh, I, when I, I talked to Mike about it, he said that it all comes together. You have wow. to have a forklift to get it off the darn truck. So I do. Ha- I could make room for a four by eight, but um, I wouldn't be able That's to. That's all you're doing. My- I, I would not be able to do it. Oh, no, not even in the garage where my CNC is now. I could clear that whole bench, get rid of How it. How would you get it in there? Well, that's the problem. I wouldn't be able to get it in. You just lift the entire the, the, house up with a crane. The hole's not big right? enough. I mean, the, the door's not big enough. Uh, if I had a step crab, if I was getting a step crab tomorrow. If it doesn't tomorrow, fit, I quit, man. So you can no. get the four the four foot bed, the four by four. That might fit. No, my my my. He's thinking. <laughs> Look, gears I, are turning. My garage, uh, the door going from my garage into the CNC area is, I think, like only twenty six inches wide. That's why they make so, sawzalls, baby. Oh, <laughs> trust me, I was gonna when I first moved in. I'm like, I wonder if I could just blow this wall out because then I could make one big shop and wouldn't have to worry about a pesky door getting in my way. And then that that just not it's you not kidding? I'm jealous, like. When my seat, when CNC's going, I, I'm hearing that thing the entire time. I can't make a story. I can't go live. Like, I'm, if I don't have headphones on, I can't listen to any music or anything. It's just pretty much the entire well, time. Well, you know, sometimes that's a good thing, but then my anxiety gets to me, and I'm like, oh, I got to check on my CNC. So I pop open the door real quick, just make sure it's not on fire, and so uh, and then get a walk camera. Back so check it out. Yeah. I strategically – so my house has five bedrooms here. I'm not bragging by any means, but I'm just saying. I strategically placed my children's bedrooms upstairs at the other end of the house from the garage. I have two bedrooms that are almost above the garage. They're like catty corner from it, but their they're two bedrooms guests. are on – yeah, so for guests. So I'll, I'll cut – I'll knock it off for guests when they show up, but um, – Oh, no, screw that. The kids are at the other end of the house. I don't got to worry about waking them up with a planer or or the CNC. And the master bedroom's on the first floor at the other end of the house as well. So as long as oh, I wow. keep that door shut, the door to the to main door to the house that goes from the garage, you can barely hear it. And uh, wow. on top of that, like this would be on the last thing, I swear. Uh, every night when I go to bed, I hear like a a, a humming noise. And I think my CNC is running. And my wife always says, Did you, is your machine running? 
And I'm like, no, I, I shut down like an hour ago. So there's something in this house, whether it be the HVAC or, or whatever, that sounds just like the machine running in the distance, like behind a door. Not, wow. not, not super loud, but it makes, you know, that weird whining noise when it, like the machine goes around a bend or whatnot. Yeah. It's really weird. So, and our house is on an ancient burial ground for Indians. So, um, on that note. <laughs> wow. Is your power lines above you too? Uh, just about a hundred yards that way. Well. Oh, there's a movie like that. <laughs> what was that? Poltergeist? Yeah. Yeah. Anything in your here. TV reaching out? Yeah. Anywho, I think uh, we should hear from our sponsors there, uh, Nicholas. All right. One more time, I want to thank Total Boat for everything they have done for us. Um, If you want, check them out, www.totalboat.com. For 15% off your order, use promo code SawdustNationPod. Um, Orca Abrasives, we really appreciate your support. For 10% off your order, go ahead and use promo code SAWDUSTNATION10. And that is at their website located. You can find the website located on our any of our Instagrams. And last but not least, thank you so much to JTEC Photonics for making this podcast possible. Um, you guys are awesome. Give them a shout-out. Give them a look-see on the, the interwebs at www.jtechphotonics.com. I know I'm going to sidebar just a quick second, but... Total boat. You think that would work well for pressure-treated lumber? No. Mm. I was thinking about clearing my deck in Halcyon. Oh, oh. I thought you meant like epoxy river table kind of things. (laughs) (laughs) You'd get a you'd get a good contrast with the pressure-treated green look. You might I mean it's so that Halcyon will seal it, but I don't know how long it'll last. Yeah, I was I was curious about that. Just put because Odie's I'm going on around. Uh, oh, just like my fence that you yeah. guys wanted me to do. I don't know hey, how. Odie's I still don't see any walnut on that fence. You talk to. The I'll fence, tell you what. The deck. Talk to the or, guys. Talk to the guys at Odie's. They've done fences with it before, and it works. I know, but I don't. I have. I have deep pockets, but there's not a lot in them. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Unless Odie's wants me to do a, a trial, I, I'll gladly Odie's my whole. Oh man, my arm would hurt after that. That's well, you good thing I got those Orca those white pads. buffing pads. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I just ordered what twenty five more of those things. Oh, I nice. love those Shit. things. All right. Anyway, uh, maybe I'll reach out to Odie's and see if they want to do a trial on pressure treated lumber, the new walnut. Well, hey, we have a uh, a giveaway coming up on the. Was it the 4th of May, correct? That's going to be our uh, first Tuesday of the month live event we do. We will show up May at... May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. That's right. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will be on the YouTubes. Go ahead and log in, log on, get, smash the like button, subscribe, come see us. you got to be present to win. We're giving away some Orca Abrasives product. And uh, another uh, mystery prize that I've that I have procured myself. So um, once, nice. yeah, is it used? No, no, no. It's 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 brand new in the box or in the packaging. So sealed. It's a saw stop. No, I'm just playing. It's not saw stop. <laughs> but anyway, that being said, go ahead, Derek. All right, 
with that, if you want to reach us on uh, Instagram, you can reach myself over at Crafted and NJ. You can reach Nick Sansoni at MPG Creations, or you can reach Josh over at North Country Woodworking. If you want to reach all three of us at the same exact time, you can come and um, send us a message, slide into our DMs over at Sawdust Nation Podcast uh, on Instagram. And if you also want to send us an email with a question for next week's episode, send it to sawdustnationpodcast at gmail.com. You could either write it in or you can send it in as a voice memo. Either one is, you know, works for us, but a voice memo, at least then you get to be a part of the Sawdust Nation and your voice gets to be uh, heard all across the world. Uh, with that, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. The other stars don't work. I've tried. I tried leaving us a one-star, but it didn't work. So um, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think of the show. And uh, with that, I got nothing else. You? Take you care of yourselves and each other until next time. Sawdust Nation out, in. Bye-byes. Oh, hey. Just so you know, um, is the Kool-Aid man uh, uh, liquid in a jar or something? I'm oh, going to get man. this question. We have to end. We're so you. close. We're so Almost close. there. Nope. <laughs> nope. We're not done yet. We're not done until the uh, question is We got asked. the nice verbal hug from Nick, and then we get something else from EJ. <laughs> yep. Hey, the Kool-Aid man, is he the jar or the liquid? He's a jar. I don't know. Just you don't see him slosh around his eyes and stuff, do you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, well, no. Oh, with yeah. That, with that, Sawdust Nation out. Go make some sawdust, everybody. No, no. This is how you do it. No, Ladies no. and gentlemen out there, uh, go make some sawdust and have a good week. Sawdust Nation out. That's right, Jim. Damn it, AJ. I'm a woodworker, not a doctor.